Welcome to a marketing podcast, where it's all about marketing strategy. And now your host, Matt Coco. G'day and welcome to session number seven of a marketing podcast. I'm Matt, your host, and today we're digging into developing your marketing mix as part of your marketing strategy. This is arguably the most complex and largest section of your strategy, so this show may be a little longer than normal, but what I want to do is help you develop a tactical mix or a marketing mix to execute the strategy we've been developing. But before we dig into developing our mix and talking about what it is and what we're trying to achieve with it, let's do a little recap of where we've been thus far. So in our journey of creating a marketing strategy, we started with what a marketing strategy is and why you need one. That was in session two. In session three, we talked about establishing goals and objectives and how our objectives basically are in place so that we can achieve our goals. In session four, we talked about understanding and developing your target audiences. Uh, Lots of good exercises there and theories behind why this is important. And in session five, we did performing a marketing SWOT analysis and also using that SWOT analysis as a potential audit tool if this is your second time round or you've done some marketing before in the past. And then in session six, we talked about creating your unique selling proposition, which is a very important part of your marketing. And I definitely advise you to go back and listen to that one, if not all of those, as we are building a strategy that's going to get us to the finish line and create success in our marketing with with a process and a plan. And today's episode about marketing mix is basically building on every single one of those sessions. So you'll want to make sure you at least have a quick listen or maybe check out the show notes on the website before you get into trying to create your marketing mix because we'll definitely be using what we've done to this point in today's session. Now, if you've done some research into what a marketing mix is and and what it entails, you'll likely find or come across the four P's of marketing. And what I want to talk to, you know, want to run through what those four P's are because I think they're important, but I want to make a clarification. The marketing strategy that we're building and the marketing mix that I envision as accumulation of everything we've done to this point is very different to the four P's of marketing. Let's, you know, let's just jump into these four P's of marketing. Basically, we're talking about product or service, place, price, and promotion. So sometimes people refer to this as the marketing mix. So understanding your product, understanding the place where you need to market it or where it's used or where they can get it, any of those. The price of the product or service, obviously knowing that helps. And then the promotion of it and and how you want to get that product or service in front of people. Very fundamental stuff. And this is thanks to uh, EJ McCarthy, who first created this back in 1960. There's another date for you, uh, for you marketing nerds out there. But it's very fundamental. And I almost feel like it's that fundamental and that straightforward that if you don't know those four things as a business owner, then you're in a whole lot of trouble. Obviously, our marketing strategy works to do the promotion part and really dig into what that is and how to do that properly. But I think it, I think by now you've figured out your product or service, the place piece of the equation and also the price. And obviously those things can change over time. But um, for this sort of round of the marketing strategy, I, I feel like you'll probably have a handle on those. 
But to build on that a little bit further, the four P's being as fundamental as they are to marketing, I see the marketing mix being something a little different in that it is the collection of tactics that we're going to use to execute our marketing strategy. So I see it as being that simple. The tactics, of course, we'll need to know the four P's and we'll need to you know, keep those in mind as we're executing. But as far as the marketing mix goes and what we're going to develop today is really the group of tactics that we're going to use to execute our strategy. And to build on that a little bit, I think it's important to establish our goals for the marketing mix, what we're actually trying to achieve with it. And what we're doing is we're trying to define, or we will define, a set of tactics to allow us to, you know, put on the blinders a little bit and focus on a specific set of tactics that we need to execute in a certain way and forget about all the noise in and around those. Forget about the other tactics that we've established as not ideal or that we're not going to do this time around and really focus on those tactics. And by doing that, you're going to create efficiencies. You're not going to be concerned about elements that uh, are out of your control or or other tactics that are going to you know, literally take time away from you and cost you money when we've done the groundwork to establish that this time round, they're not important to us. We have our tactical mix, our marketing mix to use and execute. So let's focus on those. I think this is where the greatest amount of efficiency for small business owners is going to be achieved. The other piece of the marketing mix is to provide yet another piece to our roadmap, to our marketing roadmap. Arguably the biggest piece of that roadmap is the marketing mix because we're talking about the tactics that we're actually going to execute on a daily, weekly, monthly uh, basis, but it is another addition to that roadmap. And I think by focusing once again on the tactics that we establish in our mix, we'll be creating an even better roadmap than we had uh, before this point. Okay, so there's a couple of things to consider before we get into developing the marketing mix. The first one is that if you're marketing for the first time, this, you know, you fired up a business and this is your first time around on trying to market it and get it going. Now's a good point to bring in a marketing professional and have them help you develop your tactical mix. Obviously, if we're getting to this point, we've invested this much time in our strategy, you're probably uh, attempting to or, or will execute all of this marketing on your own. And that's fair enough. Uh, but if ever you grab somebody else to help you with your marketing, it's definitely in the development of this marketing mix. And I think bringing in someone else right now, after you've put in the groundwork and developed your audiences and your goals and objectives and your USP, they will uh, appreciate that and be able to help you in a much more efficient way once again, because they'll have the background on where you're going, what you're trying to achieve. So um, you know, don't feel like bringing in someone at this point means that all the work you've done to this point is throwaway work because it definitely isn't. Another thing is I mentioned that we're creating a set of tactics to put our blinders on and be focused on. And I say that very purposefully, but I'm also going to put the disclaimer on there that the tactical mix, our marketing mix is not set in stone. We need to be smart about it and, you know, not continue performing a tactic that's clearly failing or, or not working after a decent amount of time. So it's also important to know that this marketing mix can change throughout the strategies period. 
Ideally, it doesn't change too much because we're going to put in some effort to validate each and every tactic in our mix, but it can change and you know we want to be agile and, and make sure we're not doing something that's wasting time and money just because it's in our mix. So that's an important note as well. Another big one to keep in mind as we develop our marketing mix is to forget about budget. Totally disregard any budget restrictions that you may have in your head or that you may actually have by the end of the strategy. We'll get to budget a couple of sessions from now and uh, it's the last piece of your marketing strategy. But for now, forget about the budget. What you want to do is think about the best possible mix of tactics to achieve your strategy's goals and objectives. There isn't a tactic on earth that doesn't scale, both in budget and effort. So keeping that in mind, we want to work towards the best marketing mix we can and forgetting about budget is a a very big factor that we need to forget for now. We'll come back to it and we'll fine tune our tactics and change the scale potentially to accommodate our realistic budgets. But for right now, forget about the budget. Let's think about the best tactics we can possibly use. Okay, so with all those considerations in mind and our goals for the marketing mix, let's get on to developing your particular mix for your business to achieve your goals and objectives. I've broken this down into three steps. Those steps are brainstorming, ordering by effectiveness, and then validating each of the tactics. In step number one, where we're brainstorming, what you want to do at this point is list out all the tactics you can think of. We want tactics that you think will work, tactics that you've tried in the past, whether they have or they haven't worked, tactics that you've seen other people try, um, whether they were successful or not. Again, let's, let's get them in the list. Tactics that are popular at the time. There is some validity to um, making use of a tactic, that, tactic that's popular and we'll validate it later. Also, tactics online and off. We're marketing to our customers, to our target audience. So we know real humans exist online and offline. Even if you're an online business or even if you're an offline business, let's create tactics that are online and offline. Obviously, there's some that you can just scratch out right now. So don't worry about putting them on there. Um, For example, and I know I said not to think about budget, but if you're a small business and you can't put advertisements on during the Super Bowl, then don't write that tactic down. That's just common sense. What I've done to help you out a little bit here in the brainstorming uh, section is I've uh, updated the strategy template that uh, I, I provide on the site and I'll have that in the show notes as well. I'll talk about it later uh, where you can grab that strategy. But uh, within the template, I've basically broken down tactics into certain sections. Uh, And those sections are advertising. So we're talking about paid media, which is things like TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, um, search engine marketing, marketing, uh, display network advertising, uh, video advertising, like YouTube pre-rolls, that kind of thing, uh, as well as sponsorship of events. And of course, there's, there's many more in there, but they would go under the advertising section. Content marketing, uh, which is a 
you know, it's it's a bit of a beast, but it is something that I believe every company should be doing in some way, shape, or form. And uh, I'll dig into content marketing here in future episodes, and I think it does uh, warrant many episodes and many discussions to to fully get an understanding of what content marketing is. But it's a section here in the marketing mix of the template. Inbound marketing, which um, to dig into it a little bit, is I consider to be a subset of content marketing, but we're talking about making use of uh, landing pages and converting uh, customers through email, providing some value in order to get them in our in our funnels. Of course, social media marketing. We want to consider all the channels that uh, make sense to you right now, uh, and and some of uh, you know this is where the shiny object kind of comes into play a little bit, especially at this current moment snapchat's kind of taking off and um you know is that something that fits for your small business or not uh who knows let's let's put it in there and we'll validate it in a bit Uh, i've got a category here of presentations and what i'm talking about there is i'm kind of summing up things like public speaking uh conferences trade shows uh webinars uh, as well as public events uh, all those sorts of things um, i've grouped under presentations Uh, Obviously, various different ways to execute all of those. So think of the tactics that you can use in and around them. I've got print media here. So we're talking about things like direct mail, uh, coupons, pamphlets, that kind of thing. I've got PR as well, although not strictly marketing. Um, PR can be used strategically to help your marketing. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll dig into that in later sessions as well. Email marketing and communications. So we want to think about the tactics we can use in regards to email marketing. Uh, Another one, just like content marketing, that I would recommend every business of every shape and size um, gets involved in. Uh, Experiential marketing. So this is things like, um, you know, street teams and, uh, you know, somebody dancing around with a sandwich board and stuff like that. That's all. They're all tactics that uh, have worked in the past and could work for you again now. So those are the basic groups that I've sort of broken them up to to help you uh, think of tactics, do, do the brainstorming phase of the process. Once again, this is a good point in your strategy development to have a marketing professional involved, even just to help you with the mix explicitly. They'll be able to give you some of that, you know, just experience-driven recommendations and, and ideas that you may not be able to come up with on your own if this is your you know, first or second year kind of in the world of, of doing some marketing. So once again, good time to bring those sorts of folks in or even just talk to a friend who's done some marketing before. They'll, they'll be able to help you out as well. All right, so step number two, order by effectiveness. Now, we've got, by now we've got a pretty big list of tactics and the next step here is ordering them by virtue of their effectiveness. Now, what does that mean? What I'm referring to here is the level of effectiveness towards the goals and objectives that we've established. So as you go through these tactics, you'll be able to see that this tactic plays nicely to four or five objectives, whereas this tactic may get one objective. So start to order the tactics in that way. This is going to help us throughout our validation. We may get to a point where we simply just have enough tactics and we have enough work uh, and the lower priority tactics we can kind of trim off or we can save them for later on. 
The other uh, factor in the effectiveness judgment, if you will, is is the audiences. We want to put the tactics that uh, clearly speak to a certain set of our audience above those that could speak to a certain set of our audience. This step, like I said, is really just about helping you work through the validation step that we're going to talk about here in a second by having the tactics that are already starting to rise to the top, if you will, at the top of the list. Uh, we can we can do most of our work on them as far as validation goes. And the ones at the bottom, we can be very quick on when we get there. So step three is the validation. And I feel like this is the point at which some aha moments will will happen for uh, business owners and, and marketers alike. Because now that we've got a suite of tactics, we've worked to this point in our strategy and developed our goals and objectives, our audiences, we've done our SWOT analysis, and we've developed our USP, we can use that as a literal checklist towards each of the tactics we've come up with to identify which ones have the highest possibility of being successful. So the checklist reads like this. Will this tactic fulfill one or more of my objectives? And I should preface the checklist here that the tactics should check all these boxes. So if we get to the end of this checklist and there's one or two missing, that tactic is not ideal. If we have tactics that do check all the boxes, they will definitely be above that tactic. And then we'll trim the fat a little bit, if you will. So the first one there is, will this tactic fulfill one or more of our objectives? Very important that it does that. Does this tactic allow us to talk to one or more of our target audiences in their native tongue? And I don't mean in their language as such, but I mean, does this tactic allow us to talk to our target audience and talk to them in the way that they want to be talked to? So if, for example, uh, we had Facebook in the mix and our target audience was, um, you know, 60-year-old plumbers, I don't know, bad example, but yes, we can reach those folks through Facebook But is that a place where they're ready to consume our marketing and be talked to uh, how they'd like to be talked to? I'd wager probably not, especially if you compare that to things like, you know, a a local newspaper or something like that. You probably get better traction and be able to speak to them in a way that they'll absorb the marketing that we're doing a little bit better. The next item is, does this tactic play to our strengths? So we did our marketing SWOT analysis and we identified some of our strengths. There's no use doing a tactic that works towards our weakness and that's another checkbox here in a second but we want to make sure that the tactic plays to our strengths that we've identified. The next one in the same SWOT analysis of course is does this tactic align with any opportunities that we've defined. Now what's important here with this check is that you may get to this point and have three checks Uh, boxes here for a particular tactic and then get somewhat stumped on whether it fulfills one of the opportunities we've defined. If that does happen, reassess your opportunities and see if this tactic is actually helping you identify another opportunity that we didn't think of earlier and then make that change in your SWOT analysis. So it's important that it does allow us to fulfill one of the opportunities. 
if you haven't got it yet, but you identify an opportunity when you get to this point, go ahead and add that into your SWOT. The next check is, does it avoid our weaknesses and threats? Obviously, we want to stay as far away from them as we can. If we decided that our weakness is not worth improving or we want to just leave it for you know, later on, maybe next year or something like that, then make sure we avoid those as much as possible. Especially threats, if you've identified a particular threat, you want to avoid it. And making sure that the tactic does that is another check on the list. And the last checkbox here in the validation process is can we make use of our USP within this medium? It would be a terrible shame to put the effort into developing your USP, getting through all of these checklist items and then finding out that you can't actually deliver the USP. Whether that's a restriction on the words, the number of words that you can place uh, in that medium, or if it's some sort of restriction within the community that you can't talk about it, uh, you want to make sure that those things are thought of and that the tactic allows us to deliver our USP. Because at the end of the day, if we can't separate ourselves from our competition within that tactic, then we're fighting an uphill battle. So that is the validation process of your tactical and marketing mix. So if you can get through all those checklist items and the tactic has all six of them there, that tactic is poised to be successful for you. And as long as we execute according to plan, and we'll get to execution here in a couple of sessions time as well, then this tactic will be successful. I wouldn't say it's a 100% guarantee, but you've definitely minimized the chance of this tactic not being successful by checking off each of those items. And I'll give them to you one more time here. First check, will this tactic fulfill one or more of our objectives? Does this tactic allow us to talk to one or more of your target audiences in their native tongue, the way they want to be communicated to? Does this tactic play to our strengths? Does this tactic align with an opportunity we have identified or does it create an opportunity that we now identify? Does this tactic avoid our weaknesses and most definitely avoid our threats? And lastly, can we make use of our USP within this tactic, within this medium? Once again, if we can check off all six of those checklist items, this tactic is set to be successful. It really is that simple. If we've done the work in these sections up to this point of the strategy and developed solid audiences, goals and objectives, USPs, we've done our SWOT analysis, then this tactic is good to go. So what you want to do to finish the validation is that process for every tactic that you've identified. It will probably take a bit of time if you've, if you've come to create a pretty good list of tactics before this step. But what you want to do is you want to reorder the tactics now by virtue of their check marks. So obviously sixes are at the top and zeros are at the bottom. And we'll put a big fat line through them. We'll think about them next year. You never know. Things may change and they may uh, come good. But order the tactics by virtue of their checklist item and keep them that way for now. When we get to the budget section, we'll start to trim off the tactics that are fours and fives and that kind of thing but um, reorder them now and have a list ready to go for the uh, budget section of the strategy 
at which point we'll fine-tune our marketing mix one more time before we you know, consider the strategy complete. Now, I mentioned earlier on that the tactical mix is not something that's set in stone at the end of this strategy creation. And that's the case even just, you know, as we get towards the budgeting section, you want to, it'll change again once we get to that section. But it's important to keep that in mind. And what I'm referring to is the tactical mix will change throughout your strategy's execution. But what we want to do is we actually want to adjust in a cyclical fashion, if you will. We want to spend a good three months at least, uh, depending on the tactic, of course, some may require more, some may require less, to validate the tactics execution in the real world. What we know about the tactic at this point and what happens in the real world is not always the same. And anyone who's ever done any marketing um, definitely knows that to be true. So keep an agile mind in regards to your tactical mix as we execute. And we'll once again, we'll talk about execution here in a couple of sessions, and this will be one of the points for sure. But you want to make sure that you execute these tactics and reiterate their priority and effectiveness and maybe even budget as we go through that three-month period. So I mentioned the session would be a little bit longer and you know, I kind of made a liar out of myself in that we're around the 23, 24-minute mark right now. But that's essentially what it takes to develop your marketing mix. It really comes down to a checklist of items to validate each tactic. There is no shortcut to getting to this point. You literally have to brainstorm, think of tactics that could be done and then validate those. There is no other way. You can't work backwards. Where the time for the marketing mix really comes into play on top of just brainstorming the tactics is actually doing the validation. You will have to do some research to identify those certain elements of the tactics. For example, to understand the audience of LinkedIn, let's say. We wanted to do a a LinkedIn campaign as one of our tactics. To understand the audience and truly know their engagement and, and accessibility within that platform, you may be required to do some research. Off the top of my head, and as the trend is right now, LinkedIn serves the business-oriented sort of folks, the the middle age, um, you know, not career-based, but working uh, folks, uh, just as a general rule there. But to really identify if it hits your target audience, you may need to do some research to clarify it. And that's just one example. I'm also talking about things like if one of your tactics is to do a direct mail because you've done it in the past and you saw some good results, you want to do a little research, either you know question the vendor who's going to do it or do some research of your own just to make sure that your audience still exists or, or did ever exist within a, a certain mailing route, for example. Um, so research will help you do that checklist. And that's where a lot of the time comes into validating your tactics. Once again, there is no shortcut. That's just knowledge that needs to be developed or uh, data that needs to be uh, you know, retrieved in order to validate the check of that particular box. 
All right, so there you have it. That's how to develop your marketing mix as part of your marketing strategy. It really is the most complex section of your strategy and easily the largest and most time consuming. So with that in mind, you know, do the groundwork, um, spend some time on the previous sections. But when you get to the marketing mix, understand that it will take a bit of time. Uh, And the more time you spend on this and the more effort you put into validating a tactic, the better your tactical mix will be and the more likely you are to achieve success for your business because we know we're talking to the right people. We know we're achieving objectives which will achieve our goals and we know we can get our USP across. If we can do all of those things as well as play to our strengths and, and achieve, um, you know, focus on some opportunities, then that truly is the best chance we have to succeed on a tactic by tactic basis. One last thing to keep in mind is as we do the marketing mix and develop all these tactics, we want to think about how these tactics can play together. Yes, it's easy to you know think of one tactic, do the checklist and say it will work. But understanding that marketing is now as integrated as it's ever been and people are requiring as many touch points and as many different paths uh, to their journey, uh, you know, on their journey of buying from you, you want to keep in mind how these tactics will play together. That'll be a big piece of the execution session that we'll get to here in in two sessions time, uh, three maybe. And, you know, it's something to keep in mind as we create the tactical mix. But otherwise, uh, now's a good time to give you guys a little prelude I guess a little insight into something I'm developing that uh, I plan on releasing a little bit later in the year and the reason I bring it up in this session is because the marketing mix is where I feel like the most um, experience and uh, knowledge as far as marketing goes comes into play I hinted on that by virtue of now's the time to get your marketing um, consultant or, or freelancer or whatever involved And what I'm talking to here is that I'm developing a course, a marketing strategy development course. Uh, It'll be an online course that uh, I'll offer to to the community first uh, and then to the rest of the world. But the idea is that within that course, I'll dig into many more examples of tactics, many more examples of industry-specific things to keep in mind. And within that course, we'll really have the chance to dig into the nitty gritty of tactics and what they will achieve from a, um, you know, from the checklist validation point of view. So uh, keep keep your ear out for that. Um, you know, it's a couple of months off right now, but I wanna, I wanna plant that bug with the AMP audience, uh, you guys out there and just, uh, just give you a heads up. And if you're, uh, if you wanna stay tuned for that, make sure you uh, head on over to the website You'll be able to find the show notes for today's session at a marketingpodcast.com forward slash session seven. And within those show notes, we'll, uh, I'll link to the previous sessions that are referred to in the recap at the start of this session. And I'll also uh, send a link to the marketing strategy template that I refer to throughout these first few sessions. If you want to grab that, it's going to make it easier for you to Uh, follow along with each of these sessions but also to uh, jot down some notes and by the end of session 10 here you'll have your strategy ready to go 
barring a little review and, and some modifications uh, as we get to the end and, and have some new thoughts. But by the end of session 10, you'll have a, a full strategy template filled out and ready to go. And we'll be talking about execution from here on out. So head on over to the website once again, a marketingpodcast.com forward slash session seven for today's show notes. And if you want to keep your uh, keep your ear to the ground on all things a marketing podcast, including the future course, as well as uh, some blog posts and various goodies that uh, freebies, if you will, that I've got on the website to help with uh, particular pieces of your marketing strategy, as well as your tactical executions, you can do so by visiting a marketingpodcast.com forward slash join AMP. And as I mentioned, that'll get you in line for uh, regular notifications. I'll also be delivering specific uh, marketing insights to you, depending on whether you're a business owner or a uh, small business marketer, or you're just hanging out as a fan of the show. And you can help me understand which one of those you are by clicking a specific link within the welcome email that you'll receive when joining up to the community. That's a win-win for both of us. You'll get more specific content and I'll be able to deliver that to you uh, without you know, sending it to everyone that is in another category. So it just makes plain sense. And if you want better content, then go ahead and click one of those. And you'll also land on a uh, particular landing page where I have some uh, freebies ready to go for you as well. Another piece to being within the community is that you'll get the first access to webinars and you'll also get community-only discounts to the future online courses that uh, I'm developing and various products as well. So you've got to be in that community to get those, uh, otherwise you get the regular price. So I hope to see you there as part of the community and I hope to see you again soon for session number eight of a marketing podcast where we're going to talk about tactical strategies. And as part of your big strategy, we want to outline what those tactics are and how we plan to execute them within our overall marketing strategy. Then we'll get on to budget and we'll be good to go and start executing our marketing strategy. So that's it for number seven. I hope that's been insightful and given you some direction around developing your marketing mix. Like I mentioned at the start of the show, you'll want to put some time and effort into the pieces before this step, the, the pieces of the strategy up to this point to really help you develop the best marketing mix that you can. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out. Make sure you head on over to the website and join the AMP community. I can't wait to serve you guys better with some great marketing insights for your marketing strategies. Okay, we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure to visit the website at www.amarketingpodcast.com. We hope to see you again soon. Bye for now.